Microphone check. One, two. CC. Hello and welcome at CC. Hello and welcome at one, two, three, four, five, six. She sells seashells by the seashore. She sells seashells by the seashore. There we go. Rolling. There are a lot of people who, especially filmmakers, who have to do two jobs. They have to make a living. And sometimes filmmaking is a luxury. And then we have Getting Real, which is our conference for documentary. This was an effort to really get people to come together to talk about documentary, and especially to network. Hello and welcome to The Documentary Life, a show that sets out to inspire and inform you on how to best live and lead your own documentary life. I am your host, Chris G. Parkhurst, and this is episode number 91. And it is brought to you by Barong Films, proud creators of Documentary Film, The Documentary Life Podcast, and The Documentary Academy, our industry-changing A to Z documentary filmmaking program that will transform you into the documentary filmmaker that you've always wanted to be. Find out more at thedocumentarylife.com slash academy. About a year ago, we had Simon Kilmery onto the program. Simon is the executive director of the International Documentary Association, or IDA as it's more commonly referred to as. It was episode number 58, and we talked about the importance of IDA to the doc filmmaker, including the IDA's mission, its fiscal program and grants, and its more newer programs like DocuOnline and DocuClub screenings. It was a program that a number of you doc lifers responded quite positively to, and I know that a number of you have been happy with your membership to IDA. We've also talked on this program about the importance of attending events such as documentary screenings, filmmaker Q&As, workshops, and industry conferences. We doc filmmakers, oftentimes by nature of what we do as doc filmmakers, we can be a fairly isolated bunch. And I'm just talking about feeling isolated in what we do as doc filmmakers, of course. And making sure to put ourselves out there in places in the world where we can be around others who have the same passion for doc filmmaking that we do, it can be a very beneficial and oftentimes very necessary thing. In many ways, this is at the heart of this podcast, as well as our community Facebook group. This need to feel that we're a part of an inspirational, supportive, and informative group of people. And on September 25th through the 27th, IDA is putting on one of the, if not the, single biggest gatherings of documentary industry people in the world. It is the Getting Real Conference, a biennial gathering that IDA produces. We'll be unable to attend this year ourselves, unfortunately, but are certainly hopeful to in the near future. Tickets for the event have long been sold out, and we hope that some of you listening to today's episode will be attending this year's Getting Real conference, or perhaps considering volunteering at the conference. There are still volunteer positions available, as you'll find out later on with our conversation with our guest. But we thought that this might be a great time to touch base again with the good people over to IDA in order to have a conversation about Getting Real and its overall place in the doc community. So when we come back, we'll be having that conversation with IDA Director of Programming and Policy, Claire Aguilar. This and so much more coming up next, here on The Documentary Life.
I'd like to welcome our guest, Claire Aguilar from IDA, or the International Documentary Association. So Claire, welcome to the Documentary Life podcast. Uh, I'm excited to have another member from IDA come on the program. We had Simon, uh, Simon Kilmurray, of course, executive director of IDA. He was on the program about a year ago. At this point, you guys are literally uh, days away from uh, a pretty big conference, aren't you? Are you guys uh, making last minute preparations or what? What's happening over there? We are. We're on fire. And, <laughs> You're um, on fire. But- Describe what that what that means right now. What's <laughs> happening over there? Well, um, you know, things are getting into place for what will be our biggest getting real conference ever. This is the third edition. We have it biannually. So we had it in 2014, 2016. This is the third, 2018. And um, by far, we're expecting the most attendance. And also we have a very packed program of over 90 sessions and events and hundreds of one-on-one and group Mm. meetings with filmmakers and um, uh, commissioners, broadcasters, um, industry people, so on. And I cannot wait to get into that. It's, It's very exciting and it's going to certainly be at the heart of today's program. But before we do that, I think I mentioned here at the outset, we had Simon Kilmery, executive director, on the program about a year ago. And it was a pretty popular episode. And it's very understandable why that would be the case, given I IDA's position within the documentary community. But for those who may have missed that episode, give us give us an idea what exactly IDA is, how it was formed, and why it's important it's such an important entity to the doc community. Oh yes. Um, well IDA is uh, over 35 years old and it is um, by its name an international documentary association. It was founded um, by people who were interested in documentary and mostly documentary filmmakers, especially a core of people who were involved in the documentary academy for the academy, um, the documentary category for the Academy Awards and wanting to um, um, basically build up the profile of documentary within the, the Oscars and also to spread the word about documentary. And so the association was formed and um, went through several incarnations, including a pretty robust education element and also a presentation element. And that was the um, very uh, well-known DocuDay in which it's an exhibition of all the Academy Award-nominated docs, features, and shorts. And we continue to do that um, every year right before the Oscars. So it's a public program screening all the films that are nominated and also with the filmmakers. So since then, it's expanded to become a, a, a membership organization. And um, although most of the constituency is from the U.S., we do have an international component, and we continue doing educational events and also doing awareness and advocacy for documentary, um, supporting filmmakers with our fiscal services program, mm-hmm. which is a way for people to get support uh, through grants and have it go through the IDA. And um, we have a screening series that actually launched a few days ago that happens during award season, which is now. 
and that is to encourage people to see documentaries that might be considered for the shortlist and for the nominees for the Oscars. Um, and finally, we have um, a awards uh, awards for documentaries that we present in December, and that has garnered a lot of interest because um, there's so much great documentary now, as you know, and um, the, the profile, especially general audience documentaries, have has just grown uh, enormously. And then we have Getting Real, which is our conference for documentary filmmakers and also documentary enthusiasts. And we will absolutely get to that. We covered a lot of these programs in our episode, which what, for anybody who has not listened to that, it was episode number 58. And I will include a link to that in the show notes for this particular episode. And in fact, if memory serves correctly, Claire, I believe that we talked to Simon also on the eve of an event, the event that you alluded to, the IDA, uh, the IDA Awards for last year, ah, mm-hmm. which was uh, which was fantastic to have him on. And we also had on, incidentally, uh, filmmaker Lourdes Portillo, who had accepted, oh. I believe, a Career Achievement Award. So yeah, absolutely, yeah, you know, yeah. it was great to have uh, both of them, of course, uh, on on the program. Uh, can you describe a little bit about what your role is in the organization? Of course, sure. My my title is Director of Programming and Policy, and um, I oversee the education events, which we do an, um, year-round, including master classes, conversations, education on panels about documentary um, elements that are um, either technical or they're kind of big issues. Yeah. Um, so, and also I oversee Getting Real, the programming at Getting Real, um, my other part of my title, which is advocacy, is to um, basically do activities that help filmmakers, especially in situations where they need our help. And that's where advocacy plays a role. And it could be anything from trying to um, encourage uh, uh, people or help people who filmmakers who are in trouble, who need, so, need our help through um, lobbying and advocacy, for example, the crew of Last Men in Aleppo, the producers weren't able to um, come to the Academy Awards That's and right. were able to lobby and to um, reach out to some uh, legislative people who helped push so that they got their visas yep. approved. That was big. I remember that. Yeah. And then we're also spreading the word about um, everything from net neutrality to other issues that um, that come into the documentary space. Mm. So we work with filmmakers and other organizations to spread the word through social media and also through our own efforts of trying to um, influence and lobby and um, also and and hopefully get get some action um, in place, either legislatively or through our advocacy efforts. Now. Help us a little bit here. I think over the years, and it's, and I think that you guys are, have been making an effort uh, against this or to help out with this. Over the years, I think the impression to a lot of doc, doc filmmakers was, why, why be, in, why would I want to be involved in IDA? They're based out of LA, as in mm-hmm. the idea there being, well, it's going to be a pretty LA centric filmmaking organization. Help us understand. Um, why that's not necessarily the case. Why, in fact, any doc filmmaker in the U.S. and perhaps abroad, why an organization like IDA is important to them as a doc filmmaker as well? Oh, sure. Well, there are a lot of benefits, although 
Um, I agree a lot of the events take place in LA, but with a membership, um, it's, it's being part of that global documentary community. Mm. For example, if you're a member, you have the, the uh, access to the directory of all the members all over the world. Yeah. And you also get um, the magazine, which I forgot to mention, Documentary Magazine, which mm. is edited by Tom White, which is um, online and also a print edition, yeah. which is a really great resource for documentary makers. Also, there's a way where um, you're able to, for, for example, there's a kind of fun perk by being a member in that if you're a member and you're able to watch the um, IDA award uh, nominated films online, That's we right. give you links to that and it's available. Um, and also we're trying to do events, educational events um, around the country at least, and maybe eventually internationally. For example, we're going to be collaborating with the Missouri uh, Missouri Film Festival to present a, a case study um, and also a conversation with filmmaker A.J. Schnack. Mm. And um, we're going to be uh, collaborating. Um, this is an L.A. event with um, Axel, the Association of Community Stock Footage Licensors, uh -huh. to talk about archival programming. So um, and all of these all of these events are taped and they're um, made available to members to uh, enjoy virtually. So Great. it doesn't happen right away, but in yeah. a few months, members get a choice of seeing those excerpts. So right now we have a lot of great things online, like a conversation with Errol Morris. And the one that's being prepared right now is a conversation with Vim vendors. Oh, wow. And we have um, just a lot of things that are available to members that they could benefit from. Perfect. Fantastic. So let's get into Getting Real, which is days away. The Getting Real Conference for 2018 is happening September 25th through the 27th. Claire, when and why did Getting Real first start? And was it in 2014 or when was that? Yeah, it was in 2014. That was the first edition. Okay, and, and how did this happen and what did that look like back then? This is a this was a, an effort and it was aided by several foundations, including the National Endowment for the Arts, to really get people to come together to talk about documentaries since there really isn't anything on the West Coast to uh, address those issues mm. and especially to network. So um, then there was a there was a, a, a desire to explore the theme of filmmaker sustainability. Right, um, right. That, that was that was a that was the theme in 2014, and it is it's become the running theme yeah. of all of the conferences. In fact, you know, it's a theme that we have. Um, we're even opening the conference of pre-screening of Food Inc., which is like wow. you could argue one of the first food sustainable films. Totally. But it really is a model of how sustainability can be um, put into people's awareness. Mm. And for filmmakers, it's very important because, as you say, Chris, there's, there are a lot of people who, especially filmmakers, who have to do two jobs. They yeah. have to make a living. And sometimes filmmaking is a luxury. Um, That's and it's right. certainly something that isn't... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not self-sustaining in terms of, except for maybe a few. 
So, um, yeah, yeah, so that yeah. was the main theme in 2014, and it was, um, it was a, it was a modest conference. It was, it was, you know, three days, but um, it really sparked a, a discussion going, and especially with people who really need. And I think this is true of the documentary filmmaker community to get together. Oh man! And, oh man! Yeah. Yeah, and to generally talk about these issues in person, <laughs> so to help each other, you know, because it is a, it's a small community, but it's very. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so rich. So, yeah, um, yeah. We, we, you know, we talk about that in particular on the program. It is it's a thread that runs through not only the program, but really through, I think, the doc community in general. And which is there's like, for instance, the Getting Real Conference is uh, part of what's wonderful about that is it is a place where one can go to gather with colleagues and have these discussions that they may not otherwise be having, certainly not on a daily or maybe weekly or monthly basis. And the thing is with doc filmmakers, Claire, and I, and I think that you'll find this, is that we tend to be, by nature of being a doc filmmaker, we can be a couple of things. And one is we can be a fairly isolated bunch, at least when it comes mm -hmm. to our doc filmmaking endeavors. And mm -hmm. the, of course, the... Uh, the irony of that is we tend to be the ones that are in the most, at least in the filmmaking community, the ones that are in most need of networking and resources. Uh, and, and, and that's at the heart in many ways of this show. You know, we're downloaded in over 145 countries at this point, Claire. And I yeah. attribute that to a couple of things. And one is that it's, it's wonderful to know that there are doc filmmakers around the globe who are telling stories and something that we try to foster here on the podcast is that hey look we have people around the globe that are just like you and I that are telling stories that go through the everyday struggles that we do all as doc filmmakers and so we try to foster this community whereby we feel a little bit less alone and we can mm -hmm. feel a little bit more networked and connected and I think that that's the big thing and, and I think that that's one of the beautiful things about a conference like Getting Real is it not? Oh absolutely it, it really has exceeded all our expectations especially this year where um, we've actually sold out at Getting Real um, at yeah. this point. Yeah. And we're expecting a 1,000 people um, who will be uh, part of this dialogue. Um, so, you know, we were expecting last year we had, um, or last time in 2016, we had about 730 Brilliant. participants. So wow. now it's, it's increased by almost 300. Wow. So we'll, we'll see. Wow. Yeah. All right. So now give me a picture. I'm a doc filmmaker and this is my first time that I'm going to, to the Getting Real conference. What does this look like for me as I enter? Mm -hmm. What's the process? What are the things that I'm going to be seeing? Are there workshops? What mm -hmm. are the types of speakers? Are there conference rooms? Is it an auditorium? Tell me what this looks like as a first time, sort of uh, as a filmmaker who it's their first time entering into, into this event. What am I, what am I going to see and what can I expect? Sure. Um, well, if you're a first time uh, filmmaker and you're coming to the event, you would have registered. And so we have been communicating with you. And mm. the one of the first events we have is a pre-conference screening, as I told you, of Food Inc., which is at the um, Goldwyn Theater in Beverly Hills. It's not in Hollywood, but this is a special pre-event that we're doing with the Academy and participant media. 
Um, so it's the 10th anniversary of this film, and there will be a screening and a panel with the filmmaker Robert, Robbie Kenner and other uh, chef uh, Roy Choi, who you may know, who made, <laughs> um, who made a lot of news with his food trucks and oh, has yeah. become a celebrity chef. Um, and, and talking about issues about sustainability in the film, but that's also going to bleed into getting real, which starts the next day yeah. officially on, on Tuesday morning. Okay. Um, so uh, we start off each day with a keynote address and uh, we'll make some opening remarks and a welcome. But the first keynote address is going to be by Molly Thompson okay. from A&E um, Indie Picks. And um, she is a super... Um, woman, a force of nature. She's really built up the the brand uh, so much and is working on amazing films. And she's going to talk about how she got into that position in her career and also balancing life and, and work. You know, she's a mom and she has um, done quite a bit in her life as well as um, raising children and having a family. Right, right. So that's living that's, the doc life. <laughs> yeah, living the doc life. So multitasking, um, trying to create sustainability at home and at work. Yeah. So, so she'll, we'll open with that. And then we're going to go into a number of different sessions. So there, there are different tracks um, that we have. So, you know, we have different themes, like sustainability is a theme. Transparency is another theme. And I can talk about that, what that means. And also creativity is another theme, you right. know, for artists and innovation. So um, in the catalog, we have identified these tracks. So especially if you're a beginning filmmaker, Mm. we've actually color-coded the sessions that we think would be of interest to you. Like, for instance, um, things about um, tech or about just getting to know people. You know, we have some networking events and panels that would be interesting for emerging filmmakers. Mm. So we created that. You can look at that in the catalog as a guide. Um, so it takes the guise of both panels with moderators talking about different issues, mm. uh, presentations. For instance, we have a presentation called Two Radio Guys Talk About Sound, and it's Matt Holzman from KCRW plus his colleague, Bob Carlson. Awesome. Just talk about film and sound. And sound. And they're, they're radio people. Yeah. Um, we have a master class with Fred Wiseman, who is one of wow. the, you know, eminent <laughs> Oh, what I would do to get Frederick on the show. <laughs> uh, he's, he's so great. And, you know, at 86 or 80 octogenarian. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so much uh, in him. And he's so prolific. And then we're going to be having a preview of his new film. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, that Tuesday also called Monrovia, Indiana. Oh, yeah. Um, we're, we're working with a group, uh, different kinds of groups, which are both sponsors and community groups mm. and especially uh, documentary groups. Yeah. Um, so we're doing what we're calling convenings with them. And so, uh, for instance, we're doing a convening of three different community documentary groups, um, the ADOC, which is the Asian American Documentary Network, and Brown Girls Doc Mafia, which is a basically a consortium of brown girls yeah. doing documentary and firelight media who is that which is a kind of a development lab for filmmakers of color and we're doing a big convening with members of those organizations or anyone interested to talk about those issues uh together and then we're doing other 
convenings as well. Right. So there are different ways of, of kind of looking at um, what the program is, but uh, uh, hopefully, oh, we're doing one thing that I think should be of interest, and these are sessions we call Here's What Really Happened. And they're filmmaker-only sessions. They're intimate sessions just to talk about a kind of a post-mortem of the film and either talk about it from a funding or distribution or even a production or budget perspective hmm. to expose, like, how things worked. And and no funders or industry people are allowed at these meetings. They're only for filmmakers to create a, a safe space and also to feel. And it's a very popular format I'll with bet. filmmakers. It is so useful for them to see how others, you know, kind of <laughs> surmounted all these challenges and basically came out with such success in their film. There are plenty of places online to learn how to do things like split the audio signals coming into your camera or how to animate some of your still photos or get some great tips on lighting your interview. Many blogs, YouTube videos, and of course podcasts where you can quickly grab an answer to a tech-related question. But what if there was one place where you could learn from beginning to end how to make a documentary film and how to become a doc filmmaker, how to raise money and build an audience for your doc, how to form strategic partnerships and launch your doc out into the world, and perhaps even, if you can imagine, make some money from it? Well, there is such a place, and it's called the Documentary Academy. Steph and I took two years to build out this comprehensive resource that takes you step-by-step step from story creation and pre-production all the way to post-production, launch, and distribution. The Academy takes you through your doc filmmaking journey as your most confident, active, strategic, creative, focused, and articulate self. It is a step-by-step -step guide to empowerment in the documentary filmmaking world. We know what we have in the Documentary Academy. Now it's up to you to discover what you have as a doc filmmaker. Do that today by heading over to thedocumentarylife.com slash academy. You mentioned three of the conference tracks, themes, if you will, of sustainability, transparency, and creativity. We talked a little bit about a sustainability already. Uh, let's talk about the other two a little bit. What can we expect in the transparency track? What is that all about for the doc filmmaker? Yeah, that's that's a theme that um, when we were researching the conference and how we do that is we have advisory groups from around the country that we talk to and say, what is your uh, what is your hope for getting real or what is your experience from last time from 2016? Mm. The concept of transparency came up quite a bit mm. and this took different guises. So it was either transparency in terms of um uh, let's say audience numbers. Yeah. Um, Netflix does not reveal their audience numbers. That's they don't right. have Nielsen's, right. <laughs> and uh, people were just were were they're yearning for that, yeah. you know. Our transparency in terms of budgeting. Um, sometimes it's hard to really know because budgets are so flexible what budgets really were, yeah. and either the filmmaker or the organization yeah. doesn't want to divulge. Um, there's transparency in journalism that has come up quite recently oh, yeah. with all the different, with the Me Too movement, with um, different ways of, uh, with um, Black Lives Matter, and just being uh, clear and honest uh, as journalists and yeah. just telling the truth. And also in our late age of, you know, I won't mention his name. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, it's amazing that, world, that, that we wouldn't mention a president's <laughs> name, isn't it? <laughs> I won't say it. 
this is going to live forever. Um, But the moral transparency that we expect and that is not fulfilled, uh, especially recently, that's something that will come up a lot as well. That's right. That's Uh right. Yeah. And then how about the creativity track? The creativity track is something that uh, uh, is an offshoot of uh, last time our, our theme was art. And so with creativity, we wanted to incorporate innovation, especially with other kind of documentary storytelling forms. So we're going to be doing some talks with um, people who do new media. Mm. Um, we're going to have a session with Kamal Sinclair from the Sundance Institute, who is the, I think her, direct, her title is Director of New Media. And we're going to be talking about different innovation forms in terms of podcasts and also short form. So it really is as much about innovative technology as it is about um, uh, creativity. But we're also going to talk about creative storytelling. So we have a session about um, creative forms in nonfiction with Jenny Livingston from Paris is Burning and uh-huh. Jenny Olson and Yancy Ford. Oh, yeah. Talk- about different forms of storytelling and how their films have taken that. So it's going to take kind of those, um, mm. those kind of um, issues. I believe um, Yancey won an award last year at the IDA Awards as well, if, I, if yes, memory serves correctly. Okay. Yes, he did. And um, yeah, and uh, uh, very excited to be able to talk about, I, there, there won't be a session about Strong Island since there's been quite a lot of, about it, yeah. but um there will be um, there'll be a part of that creative documentary session where he will um, talk about that um, kind of process of both editing and constructing Strong Island as a story. Yeah, sustainability, transparency, and creativity. Yeah, that sounds great. Now, here's my question for you: It's it is sold out, so one wouldn't necessarily be able to go now uh, in a few days. Uh, without having already prior made arrangements for that, i.e. gotten tickets for the event. So my question for you, Claire, is, is this the sort of thing, is there a way to make any of this available afterwards to members of IDA? In other words, are, are, mm-hmm. I assume there must be people there that are that are filming uh, uh, aspects of the event. Um, is mm-hmm. that the case? Mm-hmm. And if so, will it be any of it be made available at a later date to members of IDA? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just a couple things. There, we're still looking for volunteers, so even at this late date. Ah, no, <laughs> that's you, important. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, if you want it, if you want to volunteer, and one of the perks of that is being able to attend a session if it's available. Yeah. Um, if you're able to, especially looking for people who have experience in theater management or who are, um, you know, people who are good at wrangling. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, they, you can. <laughs> Um, those who I work can, in production in commercial or features, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrangling the thousand cats. Yes. So second ADs need apply. So that's happening. And you can, you can uh, make an inquiry at conference, uh, uh, at documentary.org. Also, uh, as, as far as taping, we're also just just before we talk about the taping, mm. we're also going to be having live blogging happening with the D Word. Ah, cool. One of our partners. So if you go on the D Word, you can see all the sessions. There'll be a live blogger at every session. Oh, wow. From the IDA staff. So you can at least virtually keep track of what's happening 
at the panel and they'll be posting uh, photos, I think. Um, and then we are going to um, uh, videotape certain sessions, uh, the keynotes and some of the sessions, and we will put those together and edit them and make them available to members. Um, it, it won't be for a couple months, but it should be available at least by the end of the year. Okay. And people can watch those. And then after a couple of months, we'll make it available to the general public. Fantastic. The blog is going to be available to everyone. Okay. So um, as long as you just become a member of the D Word and you'll see it on their website. Wonderful. We've been speaking with Claire Aguilar of IDA, and we've been in particular speaking about the event that's happening here in just days, September 25th through 27th, the Getting Real Conference 2018. Claire, what can you tell us that we may have missed in this conversation that you that you think a doc filmmaker might want to know, either about IDA or Getting Real? Oh, well, there's so much to there's so much to talk about. And I, I just have to say, I'm so excited doing this because it just gives such great satisfaction to know that everybody is going to be coming together hmm. and that we can build on this. It's very essential to to documentary people right now that we grasp this moment in terms of, you know, really excelling at the at the forum and also getting this um getting out everything, the information, the emotions, Indeed. all of the issues that are happening in yeah. our society. Um, we're very proud to have a, um, a uh, kind of, a, oh, I don't know what to call it. We're basically trying to make the, the, the conference as accessible as possible. And in yeah. fact, we're, we have a, a panel about disabled filmmakers because it's an issue that um, hasn't really been explored mm. and there's quite a community. So we're having a convening of disability filmmakers, mm. also a panel about uh, how to make films if you're disabled. It's called The Ramp Less Traveled. And it, it will, <laughs> with the help of Jim Labrecht, who is a filmmaker and sound engineer in the Bay Area, wow. he's helped us quite a lot. Um, and also just to... Um, just to um, look on our schedule, it's on our website, and everything is there. And there's also something about what we have as our code of conduct, and that's something that we're uh, joining other festivals and conference and doing just to, to be sure we're in a, a space where we won't tolerate any sexual harassment and mm. that we're going to be really super conscious of, um, you know, having that moral backbone of being a conference where we respect each other. And have a great time. Oh, and there are lots of parties too. But you have to <laughs> I, I can't tell you about those. Look on the schedule and you'll see what the party is. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Claire, what a pleasure having you on the program. It's always good to touch base with IDA. And uh, you just have a fantastic time at getting real. And I can't I can't wait to hear, hear how everything goes down there. It, it sounds like it's just going to be a wonderful event. Oh, thank you, Chris. Thanks so much for having um, us on, on the show. And congratulations on its success. Thank you. I appreciate that. Don't forget, we'd love to have you join us in the Documentary Academy. Come and take a look at how we can help you make your best documentary film at thedocumentarylife.com slash academy. That's thedocumentarylife.com slash academy. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.